0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter, and be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. I'm Father Tim Birn, along with Matt Wilcombe, located here currently in Southeast Minnesota at St. Charles Borromeo Catholic Church. We're grateful that wherever you are, that you are tuned in and listening to a great show. As we continue and to the next segment, we want to invite you to visit our website, realpresenceradio.com, for even more great content. There you can listen to programming from your local area, find a podcast if you missed one of the daily shows, submit a prayer intention, and, folks, this is important. Nominate your favorite priest, (coughs) excuse me, Hmm. for donuts. What was that? And uh, throat more. Yeah, sorry, I had to clear my throat there, but uh, be sure to check it out. RealPresenceRadio.com Was that a piece of donut that you were clearing from your throat, father? you know, we're just going to move on from there, you just, That's just wishful thinking? <laughs> I'm grateful that this is radio and not television, folks. This is great. Um, I'm excited to interview next our guest uh, who is uh, raising chickens for charity, and there's other certain uh, fowl there as well. So we welcome Kimberly Evander, uh, welcome. So tell us a little bit about yourself this morning.
1: Hello, and thank you for having me. It's quite an honor and a privilege to be here today. Um, I have a small family farm out in Barnum, Minnesota. And we've only been here for maybe about five years, uh, living-wise. Um, I'd probably start off with uh, I have been married for 12 years to a wonderful Man, and we have um, been blessed with seven children, uh, five that are on earth now, and two that are already with their Heavenly Father, and we pray for them. And we hope that they're praying for us as well and looking out for their family. And, um, well, I guess it just kind of came about from... Our travels. When we first got married, my husband was in the active-duty military, and we traveled around a lot, and um, as our children started to grow, we were able to have the opportunity to move back to Minnesota. And through our travels, um, my interest in farming just kind of grew and developed from there, and I started to learn more and educate myself. And when we were able to actually move into an area where we got to settle down, um we intentionally got ourselves a farm a place out in the country because we just enjoy the outdoors and that thing and um that's kind of where a hobby started to form i should say uh it didn't start off with the plan of growing into a business or anything of that nature it was more so something we could do for our family to help teach our children some good values about all the beautiful things God has created in this world and appreciating the big and small things and just showing them what, you know, a good day's work can really get and the value of that. And um, having that built-in work ethic was something that we really wanted to instill in our children. So it just kind of blossomed from there and has kind of been going... On um, I don't know, I've just been developing out and it's been amazing to see.
0: You certainly uh describe a great concept that I think most of us, myself included, have not heard of with this opportunity, but what you did describe is a beautiful reminder that in rural life, rural life, our Catholic faith is rooted. It's rooted in the land, you know, and so uh, you are certainly uh, finding this as an avenue to live out your Catholic faith. What are some other ways that you uh, live out your Catholic faith as a family?
1: Um. Well, I mean, I think for us. <laughs> So growing up, um, I my husband was raised in a very Catholic family. He had that education to back him. He knew a lot about God. And when I met him, um, I would have I came from a family that we believed in God, but we didn't have much maybe backing other than I had some C D C classes when I was younger. And we'd probably be known to your audience more as uh, the C E Catholics. So Christmas and Easter, occasionally the Ash Wednesday. And so after I met my husband, my faith started to grow and develop, and I could see how important it was. And especially when we came and we moved here, he was very adamant when our children became of school age that they needed a strong safe um, foundation, and we should, if there is available a great Catholic school, we should enroll them there. And I, well, my, I was hesitant at first. I came from a public school background. I'm like, what's the difference? I mean, I'm not seeing it. And it took a little poking and prodding on his behalf to really show me the beauty that that education could provide for our children. And we were able to find a wonderful Catholic church that we became parishioners of Queen of Peace in Cloquet, Minnesota, and they happened to have a school that was attached to them. Um, at the time when we enrolled, it was K through six, but it has grown and into K through eighth grade. I'm sorry, preschool. I should say preschool through eighth grade. I misspoke. Um, And so it's wonderful in that regard, because now we are seeing that actual teaching that our school is providing, the things that we really enforce at home and want to share with our children about our faith, we are seeing that being reinforced in their Catholic education, so when they come home, and they are just lighting up with what they learned about Jesus Christ that day and all the other academic portions and how it gets tied together, It's just amazing to see, and that's kind of how um, this change of pace on how our business for poultry became this idea of um, chicken for charity, as you've labeled it. Um, (laughs) So with that, it became one of those things where, as I said initially, our business idea was, well, you know, maybe we can do this hobby that we really enjoy doing, we can kind of Maybe get a smaller fund for building up for things for our family over time and to do things, whether it's go on a vacation or whatever the case is. I mean, as a farmer, you do you do not make a lot of profit out there, especially as a small family farm. But um, I remember there was this point when we had to go to a meeting for our school and our parish, and they were talking about the financial aspects. And that resonated with my husband and I to the point where we – thought about it and really said, you know, we really enjoy doing these aspects of farming. If we can, we want to give back to our school and our church the way they have given back to us. And so that's kind of where this idea has flourished into our family farm, being able to provide something more than just for our family, but reaching out to our community as well, I'm um, not just through our parish and our school, but showing all the blessings that they can do for our community and just showing the benefit of, you know, eating something that's just raised naturally that can provide a, a quality meal for your family and it doesn't have to, um, I don't know how to say it, but I, it's just providing something good for your family and then still giving back to your community at the same time, and that's kind of where it's blossomed from there.
0: There is certainly something special about being able to uh, receive uh, the uh, the local farmer uh, animals that have been um, prepared, if I want to say it politely, uh, <laughs> slaughtered uh, for the sake of providing for families and at the same time becoming a benefit to your parish and to your school. Uh, you know, uh, my family, we have... Uh, small family farmers, as well, uh, probably a little bit bigger than yours with other uh, things on there. However, uh, chicken cleaning was a ritual that everybody in my family had to take part in. So uh, do you do your own uh, chicken and, and turkey and geese uh, cleaning, or do you send that away, or how does that work?
1: Uh, we usually do send it out. Um, we wanted to make sure that we could hit a wide variety in our community and um, to butcher on our own property and make it okay according to USDA standards, um, that would have been a very large effort on our behalf. And so we wanted to make sure that we weren't taking away from um, our family life and other aspects that we were doing um, for our kids. So it became more of we want to make sure we're finding following our state guidelines that we're able to provide for other people in the community if they should want it. But we usually send ours out to a USDA butcher. But the wonderful thing in our area is we were able to find another actual family farm who is not too far from us. Um, They're in Sturgeon Lake, Minnesota. And they have, it's just been a blessing to have them so close. Um, It really helps as far as getting our chickens and our turkeys and our geese to the butcher Um, when they need to, and then having it available for our customers right away. Uh, I know that there are some farmers who sometimes have to travel across state in order to get it to the butcher that they need if they are not able to process on their farm. And there's just a lot of different guidelines that you have to follow to make sure food safety and other things are being met. So it's just been a wonderful blessing that they're so close and that they can provide that service for us in our community.
0: It is certainly a blessing, but even more so a blessing that folks can purchase these chickens, turkeys, and geese, uh, knowing that they were raised locally on the farm, that they were cared for, that this is part of the circle of life, and uh, as you appropriately get them butchered, um, you know, I have to share a personal story, Kimberly. Um, Every single year, we butcher chickens. Guess what? Mom or grandma would fry up fresh chicken that was just butchered and I could never eat it. I had to wait till it was frozen. (laughs) I had to wait till it was frozen and then come out of the freezer. Then I could eat it. But I don't know. I think just the smell of cleaning chickens and everything else just got to me. But it didn't seem to bother the rest of my family. But uh, just visiting with you just brings back some great memories. Of course, I'm not on the farm. I'm in the rectory. Um, But certainly, I have a great appreciation, especially for the small family farmer. Um, And with you and your children and your husband to be able to uh, have this great work ethic, uh, the responsibility, you know, it's hard. You can't uh, go on vacation unless you have somebody to provide, uh, you know, the, the food and the water for, uh, you know, for the chickens and whatnot. And so you certainly have learned great responsibility and, and are teaching that to your children and also teaching the importance of tithing you know uh so your your demonstration of tithing of giving back uh to the catholic community giving back to the parish giving back to the school so where can people find uh these chickens turkeys and geese how do they how do they find them in in the listening area for those that can make themselves available for this
1: sure thank you for asking um well our farm is called hunter's creek farm we are out in barton minnesota we don't currently have a website. Um, I've been meaning to get around it, but I'm not the most tech-savvy individual in the world. Um, it's actually a funny side story is that um, as a parent, I volunteer at our school, and one of the things I do is I recently took over the website administration and redoing their website, and so it's been a great learning curve for me, um, sometimes a taunting uh, <laughs> a bit because of the tasks and learning all these new things, but um, it's a blessing in the sense that I hope that it will help me to be able maybe within the next year to create a website that's for our farm to help the word get out and make it a little easier for people. But um, a lot of people either contact us by our phone number, which is 952-220-8169, or they check us out on Facebook, um, so facebook.com backslash Hunters Creek Farm.
0: Minnesota. Number once again, 952-220-8169.
1: 8169.
0: Folks, that's 952-220-8169. Hunter's Creek Farm on Facebook. Uh, Kimberly, um, I want to have chicken for lunch. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to well, have <good>. your chicken. <laughs> Certainly I can't have your chicken. Do but- you deliver? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, We do deliver. (laughs) Maybe not that far, but (laughs) we deliver from Duluth all the way down to the city. So we're trying to make it even easier for people to get good food on their tables for their families. So, And a lot of times, especially in this interesting year we've had with COVID and stuff and going to different busy establishments like grocery stores, I know a lot of our customers have really appreciated the fact that we can bring it right to their door and leave it for them. So. That's going to benefit on our behalf, and I hope for theirs as well. And Kimberly, we've been talking about you, you guys raising chickens for charity. Uh, specifically, where does the profits go? Uh, what what type of uh, worthy causes do you support? It's uh, I'm I'm sure it's the church, but then also
0: other, perhaps other entities.
1: Um, right now our focus is towards um, the Queen, uh, Queen of Peace Catholic School, um, we're focusing on really getting that. Uh, school, to thrive. Um, it's been present in their community for so long and has been providing so many children with such a wonderful education that we really want to continue to help support that, especially since we've seen it be so fruitful for our own children. Um, and so we just want to be able to help keep it going so that more people, whether you're Catholic or Christian or if you just want a good education in that community, are able to um, put your children through. So Although our farm doesn't make a great deal of money, we, this season in particular, we are donating 100% of our profit. Now we make them this season to the school in order to help cover administration costs and hopefully put towards scholarships, too, for kids that um, their parents want them to attend but didn't know if it would be in the budget, um, especially, again, in some of these uncertain times of jobs and things like that, so... Um, It's not a huge difference, but we hope that it does make at least a little bit of an impact. And we kind of hope as we grow, we can continue to help aid our school in that regard, but then hopefully branch out and maybe hit on some other areas um, in importance to our community.
0: You've talked about butchering uh, your poultry, but do you also, by any chance, sell eggs? We do. We sell a lot of eggs. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome.
1: Yeah, it's actually kind of where we started out in the beginning. We we had an abundance of eggs, and we didn't always know what to do with them, so a lot of times we were giving it to friends or family. And when the business started, which wasn't very long ago, we started officially in February of 2019, so we haven't been going too long. Um, But it's kind of just, as I said, grown a bit from there. Um, so that's kind of where it started was with eggs. We are, we're believers that, you know, God made everything good and everything, the way he made it, we should just let it naturally function the way it is. So right now our chickens, um, we're heading into the winter season and a lot of our customers are aware of this, but for chickens and other poultry, they're starting to molt. So they're losing all of those extra old feathers and they're growing in a new, um, coat of feathers since they're ready for winter. So, Usually, that takes a lot of energy, and because of that, you know, egg production goes down. So, we make sure that we not only are um, providing the product that we need, but also educating our customers about just naturally how chickens work and other poultry how they work when we don't mess with the process. Because Dad made a good the first time he made it, we didn't have to go and alter anything.
0: So, I have to ask that's you something. Kind of where we're standing. There. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm just curious because, uh, you know, what what occurred in your mind the very first time that you did not purchase an egg in the supermarket, the grocery store, but you actually had an egg from your chickens? Describe the taste. <laughs>
1: um, well, I think the difference is, I think when you first look at it, and I know a lot of people like to do this, is they'll buy a grocery store egg and then they'll... Um, get eggs that were you know freshly laid from a a local farm or if they have their own chickens and they'll crack them into a pan or a bowl to look at them and usually the first thing you see is like how deep and rich the color is different in the yolk and a lot of the times that is that varies because of their diet and what they're eating and all the things they're exposed to and um, for us I mean the taste Is just richer, we think. We think it has more flavor. Our customers uh, vouch for us and say the same thing, otherwise, I imagine they wouldn't come back, so they'd just buy from the store like anybody else. But um, what's great about it is we raise our chickens on pasture or for our layers, our chickens that lay eggs. um, We just let them roam the farm. They hang out in our yards, they hang out in our pastures. During the year, they get to summer, they get to be exposed to bugs and greens and all these other things that really like fill flavor into what they're producing, whether it's the meat that we end up when we butcher them later on or just in their eggs itself. And it's just such a beautiful thing to see. Again, as I said, I can't speak highly enough about how the fact that God has laid it out this way. Um, And it's just amazing that when you let the animal do what it's supposed to do, it can make such a rich reward in the end for it. Um, And that's one of the things we see as well, just with just raising our chickens um, and our turkeys and our geese and just letting them kind of do what they need to do. Um, Just the difference in the products and quality that we are receiving. So, And one of the other fun facts I always enjoy telling customers is, our chickens are omnivores. That always blows their mind because a lot of times when you look at a chicken or you read on... Uh, egg cartons in the store talks about vegetarian diets. and I always think, oh, that must be a very sad chicken. They didn't actually get to eat the things they really enjoy. Some things, (laughs) but not all.
0: grasshoppers.
1: (laughs) Yep, all those fun things. They really enjoy, you know, they enjoy a lot of leafy green things. I see them pick out dandelions and all that kind of stuff in the room around. They chase after Um, bugs. I've actually seen a couple take down toads before, which is a little impressive, but might be a little gross to some people (laughs) out there. But it really shows you like. They, you know, can be predators. They're hunters too. They were made to survive and do these things natural. They're all owned and forage and and you definitely see that in the product versus what you might get in a store. And I have nothing against at all against like commercial industries that produce because okay. they're able to feed the masses. You know, there's only so many far, small farmers and A lot of us like to stay smaller. We like to provide for our community and the people around us, but our dreams and ambitions aren't to be out there and to be national or global or anything. We enjoy what we do, but we like to keep it at a smaller level because we see the value in working for our community. I mean, for us, we want to make sure that God is first, then it's our family, then it's
0: the farm. Kimberly, certainly what a great gift you are, an inspiration. People can find more at Facebook backslash Hunters Creek Farm or they can call 952-220-8169. Thank you so much for joining us, but we have to move on. Up next, we're going to be honoring one of our wonderful spiritual fathers. Stay tuned to Real Presence Live. You do not donate